The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Sunday at 620, it's going down. Super Bowl 55, Tampa Bay hosting Kansas City. Welcome to the show, Fantasy Football Today. Not your typical Fantasy Football Today episode. This is a Super Bowl preview. We will give you some DFS tips. We will give you some props that we like, although I hope you've been listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I've given you props every single day on that show. I'm Adam Azer, and I got Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Jamie and Heath are chilling in Tampa right now. Uh, I will get your predictions later at the end of the show. But does everyone think it will be a close game? Start with you, Dave. Will it be a close game? Yep. I think it'll be a close game. Heath, will it be a close game? Sure. Yeah. Like, um, was last year was a close game? Yeah, last year was a close game. Yeah. Okay. That's I, I did my score prediction. It was exactly the same score as last year. So if last year was a close game, then this year will be a close game. <laughs> okay, uh, J- Jamie, will be a close game. Absolutely, be a close game. These teams are are very uh, very good at playing close games. So yes, it'll be a close game. They're very good at football. They are, but the Chiefs have actually played a lot of close games recently. We'll yep. talk about that mm-hmm. in a little bit. The spread is right now three minus three for Kansas City. Over under is fifty six. Uh, who over or under guys? Dave, over. Heath, under. Jamie. Even. 56. Exactly. The <laughs> Over. 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 Okay. Uh, Kansas City minus 165. Money line. Tampa Bay plus 145. And this is the second time Tom Brady is a Super Bowl underdog. The first time was his first Super Bowl. The Patriots were 14-point dogs, and they beat the Rams in Super Bowl 36. Uh, Jamie, what's the buzz in Tampa right now? How's it feeling out there? Uh, about the game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is was cool is to there be in the stadium yesterday. Because I know this is we a did. very different experience with COVID. Is there it's, it's a very different experience. Um, it, it was cool to be at the stadium yesterday. Uh, Heath and I did our first uh, segment from the stadium. We have another one on Friday afternoon. And then I have one on Saturday and then one before the game Sunday. Um, it was cool to see. Uh, and, and I texted this to a couple of buddies that are Tampa Bay fans, um, Buccaneers fans, uh, how their stadium is covered in Chief stuff. Like the, the spot that we had. Uh, right behind us was a big, uh, what would you say, Heath? The mural? How would you describe it? The covering? Um, yeah, Chiefs painting. Kingdom with the yeah. with the Mahomes and and boys up on on the stadium. It's kind of yeah. funny. And then, um, so the way our our stadium location is, it's right off the street, and so you could see, you know, some Chiefs fans walking around taking pictures of the stadium, seeing some Bucks fans driving it driving in. The cool thing about it is, and, and Heath, you could attest this as well. Um, and and obviously, you know, we all did the Super Bowl last year. To be in somebody's home locale you know, uh, you know, essentially home game for the bucks, obviously, um, to see all the Tampa Bay fans locally, you know, uh, the signs on buildings, the, uh, flags, you know, like where we are, I don't know if you've seen this Heath, but there's an apartment complex across from our hotel 
and there are Bucks flags like all on the balconies, you know, hanging over the balconies. Uh, let's go Bucks, all this stuff. So it's cool to see all the Buccaneers fans walking around as well. But, you know, the Chiefs fans are starting to roll in. So it's cool to see. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And Heath, how are you feeling? You know, Mike McClure is also a Chiefs fan, came on the show a few days ago, and he said he's more excited about this uh, Super Bowl than he was last Super Bowl, which didn't make any sense to me, but okay. How about you? How would you compare the two? And are you, since you're in Tampa, have you been able to procure all the meat that you need for Sunday's cook-off? I will be uh, procuring my meat on Saturday. Okay. Uh, the, the meat will be procured tomorrow. Um, I've been trying to procure, procure some some beer. Um, <laughs> I've, I've accomplished that. It's kind of a weird thing, though, because you wouldn't want to take beer back to a Super Bowl watch event where you're cheering for the Chiefs if you're bringing Tampa Bay beer back, right? Like <laughs> no. I should have Kansas City beer. Yeah. Um, Party anyway, foul. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I've got... I've, I've asked everybody the same question and I, I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with my level of confidence that the chiefs control their own destiny, I guess. But the question is how many good quarters do the chiefs have to play to win? And I don't think it's four. Um, I don't think it's probably three. Mm. So how many good quarters did they play in their first meeting back in week 12? Oh, three, one two? for sure. Two, three. Well, they didn't play well in the fourth. And actually, Tampa Bay, it was Greg Allman <clears throat> from The Athletic was writing, Tampa Bay, I think they have the best fourth quarter defense in football. And uh, in the regular season, the Bucks gave up just 61 points in the fourth quarter, one point off the NFLO, easily their best quarter over the course of the year. The Chiefs gave up 147 points in the fourth quarter, more than double as much as the Bucks, more than they allowed in the second and third quarters combined, and the fifth highest total in the league. And that was from The Athletic. So that's something to keep an eye on. If they're going to play a bad quarter, I, I hope it's not the fourth because the Bucks kind of own the fourth quarter. We've seen that in the postseason too. Um, we have. And and how about the Super Bowl last year? How many good quarters yeah. did the Chiefs play against San Francisco? I think the answer is like one and a half. One and a half, yeah. 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 That's a scary thing. You open up a lead against the Chiefs, they they erase it instantly. Yeah. Um so yeah, a lot a lot to look at here. We'll get into uh we'll get into the game right now actually, but let me just promote uh something big. All right. We got a live stream on Sunday. If you want to uh if you want to hang out with the Fantasy Football Today crew on Super Bowl Sunday, this year you can. So here's how it goes. We're we're on Twitch. Join me on Twitch. CBS it's twitch.com slash CBS Sports HQ. It's not FF today anymore. It's twitch.com slash CBS Sports HQ. Join me, Dave, Frank, and Jacob Gibbs and experts from the Pick 6 podcast and Sportsline on Sunday. We start at 4.30 p.m. We have a two-hour pregame show on Twitch. And then uh, we're gonna in that, we're going to have the best DFS plays. We're going to have a top 55 props countdown. And then we're off for the first half of the game, but starting at halftime, come on back to Twitch, twitch.com slash HQ. Um, we have a second-half watch party from halftime until the final whistle. So if you want to watch the game with me, you can. I'll be on for the entire second half. It'll be a lot of fun. You can sweat out those prop bets with us. And during the pregame show, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have like wings eating contests and things like that. It's going to be awesome. Um, and your chance to win some stuff as well. So twitch.com slash HQ. We will see you on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, all right. Which team? I'm going to start. Let's go Jamie Heath Dave for this question. Which team has the better offense? Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's, it's the team with Patrick Mahomes, I think. Okay, Tampa Bay did score more points than the Chiefs, though, in the regular season. They were third, uh -huh. and the Chiefs was fifth. Chiefs were fifth. Sure. 
What's the point difference? Uh, a, a million. I don't know. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, let me check million? it out. All right, I want to change my answer. <laughs> well, the yeah, Chiefs a million. The Chiefs uh, were they did the Chiefs were first in yards and Tampa Bay was seventh. The Chiefs were second in yards per play. Tampa Bay was seventh, but the Bucks did score more points. So I don't know, does that change anything for you? The fact that the Bucks. No, but I want to know the point total. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So were these all offensive points? Or were we counting special teams and defensive points as well? Everything. Points scored. All points. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay scored 492. Kansas City, Kansas City scored 473. And what was the difference in week 17 when their offense didn't play? About 17 points, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Kansas City scored. I, I, I just don't know the no, fact. That's, that's actually like, a great question. Kansas City scored 21 points in week 17. Tampa Bay scored. Did I just look at what they did in week 17? They scored 44 points in week 17. So going into week 16, the, the Chiefs actually had scored more points than the Bucks. There you go. So starters versus starters. Chiefs mm-hmm. are probably better. I can I can deal with that. I can handle that. All right. Who's got the better defense? Jamie Heath Dave. Better defense. Uh, the Bucks. Heath? Yeah, definitely the Bucks. It's Tampa Bay. So that, this one, I would like to explore this a little bit because that does seem to be the common uh, thought here that the Bucks have a better defense. But the Chiefs' defense is sneaky good. Tampa Bay was third, was uh, eighth in scoring defense. Kansas City was tenth, so they were separated by only seven points in the regular season. Tampa Bay, though, much better in terms of yards. Six fewest yards allowed. Kansas City sixteenth yards per play. Tampa Bay, 5.1 allowed. Kansas City, 5.6 allowed. That's a pretty big difference there. So on paper, better. But, man, the Chiefs' defense is playing really well, guys. And they're secondary. They've got this kind of no-name secondary other than Tyron Matthew. It's playing great. So, Dave, why do you think Tampa Bay's defense is, is better than Kansas City's? I First of all, I look at the pass rush, and I think that the pass rush for Tampa Bay is better than for Kansas City. You think about Sue going up to A-gaps, and you've got Barrett and Pierre Paul coming off the edge. You also have very good linebackers in Tampa Bay with Levante David, uh, Devin White. And I, I don't include Carlton Davis as like a great shutdown cornerback. He's okay. But I think the safeties, and they're going to be healthier for this game. Winfield will play here. He didn't play against Green Bay. I think he's actually been a godsend for this defense. So from front to back, they're, they're like an A-plus up front. They're an A at linebacker. And then they're probably closer to like a B, B-minus in the secondary. That's a problem against Kansas City. You, you want to have a better secondary than what you've got. But the pass rush can hide some of that. And and I think that they are just uh, a better defense than what Kansas City has. Kansas City has great talent, too, on defense. Their secondary is probably better. But Tampa Bay's defense, their pass rush, I think, is better. And their linebackers are certainly better. But fellows in Tampa, want to follow up on that? I'm sorry, I've been distracted by the fact that Twitter has a new emoji specifically for the game. <laughs> if you uh, use Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or hashtag Mahomes or hashtag Brady, there is a baby goat in a Mahomes jersey and an old goat in a Brady jersey. And that is the uh, the emoji that comes with that hashtag. Get, getting a little That's over great. this goat stuff. I think. hope we can retire the goat stuff soon. It's getting... Yeah, good well, luck with that. You got another four or five years, depending on how long Brady plays, <laughs> to retire true. the goat. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? I'll throw... Or another what? 15 years, depending on if Mahomes starts racking up more Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, so Tampa Bay has got tremendous linebackers. I would say probably better in the front seven. But the secondary is, is really a question mark to me, Jamie. And the Tampa Bay secondary, I guess, you know, 
played pretty well against Drew Brees, although it just and Drew Brees didn't really play very well. Um, I don't know. I guess did an okay job against Aaron Rodgers. He he, threw, he had a lot of a lot of yards, but that's been a big issue for them. I mean, even Taylor Heineke was really good against them, and I, that's why I just don't. I I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'll get all your predictions later, but that's where it comes down to me. I just don't buy their secondary. Um, Carlton Davis, I think, is better than what Dave said personally, but not not in this matchup. He can't cover Tyreek Hill. We know that. So that that's the big difference to me is the secondaries, and it's it's big enough where I, I'm not I don't know that they have that much of an edge defensively personally unless they can really get after Mahomes with those. Well, tackles that's the being thing, out. and I think that was the thing in the Packers game is that no Bakhtiari that you yeah. saw that Aaron Rodgers was under duress, and yeah. so that's the big thing. You're hearing Mahomes; he was asked about this all week, and he keeps saying, you know, get the ball out quick. He understands what's coming at him, and you know, Heath and I were talking about this yesterday. This is where I think the Chiefs, in terms of the good quarters what they're going to have to deal with. I think the first quarter is going to be tough for them because that's when you see pass rush full speed. Those guys pin their ears back. They're going to come after them. They know, look, the, the, the this isn't a game about running the ball. We, we know that the, these, this is a passing game. So the bucks don't have to worry about the threat of Edward Solaire or the threat of Daryl Williams or the combination of the two of them to the extent of focusing on the run. This is focusing on stopping the pass. And we saw what happened in the first quarter when these two teams met the last time. Uh, I do think, you know, having a healthy Winfield back is is key. But Jordan Whitehead, their other safety, is still not practicing. Uh, he's wearing a non-contact jersey. So, you know, they would love to have him back. Levante Davis is not 100%. You know, he's going to play through his hamstring injury, but he's not right. And so those things are going to show up. But the offensive line for the Chiefs, I think, is going to be an issue. You know, and we'll see how how they hold up to, to that pass rush. And that's what makes that secondary better. It shaves off a half a second. It shaves off a full second of getting to the quarterback and making things uncomfortable for them. So uh, Todd Bowles is obviously going to, you know, be have a better game plan this time around than the last time these two teams met. At least that would be the expectation. So we'll see what they do to limit Tyreek Hill, to limit Travis Kelsey. You're not stopping those two guys. It's impossible, but you have to control them. And if you control them, they're going to have a good chance to win the game. Heath, do you think one of these teams needs to be able to run the ball to win? And and I'll say this, with Vita Vea back, first five games of the season, Tampa Bay gave up 2.48 yards per carry to running backs. That is ridiculous. Then he got hurt their last their next 13 games before the NFC Championship game. They gave up 3.69 yards per carry. They're still great, but um, he brings it up a notch. Uh, do you think either team has to be able to run the ball to win? I mean, the Chiefs, no, definitely not. Um, maybe Tampa Bay. It might be helpful for the Buccaneers to be able to run the ball a little bit because I don't know that Brady has a monster day. So, like maybe the maybe the Tampa Bay needs a little bit of a run game, but I don't think that the Chiefs need to run the ball at all. Really, I'm not sure they need to play running back. I think if you know if you're building <laughs> DFS lineups, for example, if you think the Bucks are going to play with the lead, you play Ronald Jones because he's the cheapest of the especially on DraftKings on the run. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, if you think that they're playing from behind then you you avoid it. But if the Bucks have their way, they're going to throw to score and run to win. You know, they're going to try and, and, and this plays into how their defense will perform because they'll try and sit on the lead to whatever extent that they can. So if they, if they have any semblance of, of a lead going into the fourth quarter, they're going to run the ball. I mean, you know, and look, give Leonard Fournette credit. He's been awesome in the playoffs. Ronald Jones, aside from uh, last week's game or their last game, the NFC Championship game, he ran well in the second game against the Saints. So you can run on the Chiefs, you know, not not greatly, but you can run on them. And, you know, if, if they get worn down, it's going to be tough. So I, I do think that, you know, again, back to the DFS part of it, if you think this is a Tampa Bay victory 
you play Ronald Jones, like Dave said on DraftKings, but I think on both sides. Well, he's just, he's way cheaper on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, it's $2,200. It's, it's, it's an easy, yeah, it's weird. It's it's, easy play. It, yeah. There's no question about it. The only thing I would add is that when they played in week 12, the Bucks tried to get their run game going a little bit. But this is on. the mistake everybody falls into playing the Chiefs. Like, you sure, can't sure, go in sure. thinking you're going to run. You got to go and think you got to score. Yeah. And so if you can score, however you do it, you score. But you right. can't go in thinking, I'm going to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And Bruce Arians talked about this. He's like, you know, he the. Can't. No. They they understand the mistake that they make. Like it's a mistake that every team falls into, and it's what the Chiefs want you to do. They want you to run on them because they can score in an instant. They don't have to have extended long drives. They can score in a flash, and so it's why they're so successful. And so they so, let you. They let you. They they lure you into that trap. So do you think that the rushing averages that they've given up? Okay, over the last three games, it's four point five yards per carry allowed, and that includes the Buffalo game when the Bills didn't even try to run the football. They didn't even bother because they know better, but. Cleveland did. They had over five yards per carry. And then in week 16, I'm throwing out week 17 against LA, Atlanta, 4.6 yards per carry. And that's a team that didn't run the ball well, and they were able to do so. They kept it close with Kansas City in Kansas City, if you remember. I wonder if that speaks to Tampa Bay. And I know it's not Tampa Bay's style. They want to throw the football. But I wonder if they if they try to smartly run it, could they potentially gain some first downs, move into the red zone, of course. win the time of possession, of course, but the and prop, stay the, close with you, you, Kansas City. You said the key word there, the red zone. Are they settling for field goals or are they scoring touchdowns? That's the big thing all of our analysts have said this week is, and anybody you listen to, I mean, yeah. you can't get, you can't, they're going to have sustained drives. Their offense is too good. The Bucks off, you know, it's it's like Adam said, why is the Chiefs defense getting more credit? It, these, these are not, this is a very evenly matched game. I mean, you have a great offense on each side. And you have good defenses on each side with the Bucs having a slight edge and the Chiefs having a slight edge offensively. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like the Bucs are not going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball. It's a matter of what they do inside the 20. Do they score touchdowns or do they score field goals? If they're scoring touchdowns, they're going to win the game. If they're scoring field goals, they're going to lose. And so that's the thing the Chiefs allow you to do. They allow you to get into the red zone and they keep you out of the end zone. They give up field goals. They don't give up a lot of points in, in that regard. And so if if this is a field goal game for Ryan Suckup, the Chiefs are losing. Uh, the the Bucks are losing. So they'll move the ball. They'll run the ball. They'll have success moving it however they want to. But they got to score touchdowns. That's the biggest key. But don't forget, by the way, that I would say, and I, I, I'm assuming you guys would agree, the Chiefs have an edge at kicker. I think Butker is a better kicker than Ryan Suckup. I mean, the career averages certainly suggest that. Suckup in his career is really not good after 50 yards, 50 yards or longer, and and. Uh, Butker is, and I'm not saying the game's going to come down to that, but but all the numbers basically. I mean, they, I think they have an edge there, so don't don't forget about that. Bucks, by the way, just looking it up now per your conversation, seventh best touchdown percentage in the red zone in the NFL. So that's a storyline to watch. Um, yeah, you know what's interesting is the Chiefs do give up, I guess, some yards per carry to running backs, but there has not been a running back since Week 13 with more than 13 carries against the Chiefs. So you're not going to run all over them. I think it's what Dave was kind of saying. You know, it's run just enough. To move the chains, pick up first downs. You're not going to win the game running the ball against the Chiefs. To try and have a semblance of balance offensively. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I'll get your predictions. Let me give you these uh, these stats. Did these stats matter to you? Tampa Bay, actually, uh, this probably doesn't matter because of what we talked about earlier. Actually, a lot better than Kansas City in point differential. Fourth best in the NFL. Kansas City, sixth best in the NFL. But Tampa Bay, uh, plus 26 in terms of point differential in the regular season. Heath, does that matter? Uh, it's a, it's entirely week 17, so no. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right, uh, how about this? Since week eight, and including the postseason, Kansas City's 9-1. and one. 
But eight of those nine wins were by six or fewer points. The only exception was the Buffalo game in the uh, AFC Championship game. Perhaps the Cleveland game would have been that way too. They were leading by nine when Mahomes got hurt. But winning a lot of close games, Dave, does that matter? I mean, that's part of the reason why I think they're going to keep it close. It's because we haven't really seen Kansas City blow anybody out. So, yeah, I do think that matters. And it's funny, they've six points is what you're saying? Uh, eight of their eight, nine eight of wins nine were by six or fewer points. Fewer points. Yeah. I have them winning by exactly six. Okay. Oh, I just gave away my <laughs> uh <laughs> Jamie, does this matter to you? The game will be ending past Tom Brady's bedtime. <laughs> no, he's at home. So, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it, it, this is going to be interesting because usually the Super Bowl teams are in their city, in the city already. The Chiefs are coming in today, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it almost uh, feels today like, or tomorrow, just like a... I think tomorrow. Time. tomorrow. I think they were going getting there the day before the game. Okay, so tomorrow. So you know, even even so, now now obviously it's not like they're not used to traveling on the road, uh, you know, at this juncture. But the Bucks are sleeping in their own beds. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, Brady kicked his family out of the house. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, it, it's it's certainly an interesting storyline that we're going to find out. And you know, they're they're in their you know home stadium. You know, th- this is a, a slight advantage. I, I wish. Honestly, one of the and it's a it's a minor thing. I wish they were using the cannons for both teams to make it a little bit more more fun, you know. So every time both teams scored, they would fire the cannons, but they're not firing the cannons at all uh, for the Bucks either. I agree. I don't. I do not think they should fire the cannons. Would be. I think they should fire the cannons if the Bucks win. They are. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They're they're, they're not firing during the game. They're doing a pregame and they're doing a postgame if the Bucks win. Uh, but I think they should do it for both teams. Let, let let it be fun. I mean, that's the 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 lore of the stadium is is that's part of it. It's having that pirate ship there. Yeah, I would I would have done it for you know Chiefs score too. Make it fun. Okay. Um, Adam, does this matter? Uh-huh. Tampa Bay lost more games at home this season than the Chiefs have lost on the road the last two combined. It, it only matters that I don't really care about the home field advantage. Does anyone? Not really. In fact, I I almost think it's an advantage for Kansas City to spend all week practicing in their comfort zone and then fly in the day before the game. Because then they're not dealing with the hoopla of the Super Bowl week like they did last year. Well, as long as it's not a 1 o'clock game, it's like a nice 620 game, you know. Right, it's like a primetime game. But every team's dealing with the same thing this week, (laughs) media-wise and hoopla-wise. Um. All right. So let's get uh, let's get our predictions. Then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk DFS and props and things like that. The uh, the DFS and the gambling aspect of it. Heath, are you gonna get yourself a second straight Super Bowl win? You specifically? Um, well, I never got my ring for the first one. <laughs> so yeah, I will take um, Chiefs thirty one twenty. I think Tampa Bay gets out to a ten nothing lead in the first quarter. And then the Chiefs win going away. Dave. I think it will be a slow start for both teams, and then they'll really get rocking probably right after halftime. I think that's when the adjustments will be made, and that's when you'll especially see Kansas City kick into high gear. High scoring, lots of fun, 34-28 Kansas City. Jamie? Uh, 31-30 Chiefs. Harrison Bucker wins it on a last-second field goal. Wow. 31-30, you said? That's got greatest Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, that does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going 28-25 Chiefs, which is almost exactly what the score was when they met in week 12. It was 27-24. Taking the under. I am taking the under. Do some more what? Goat talk. (laughs) 
Oh, what do you want to talk about? Um, like, I don't know. You said you were tired of talking about ghosts. I just, so I thought I was just like, ghosts. I don't know. It's just it's kind of enough. Already. Are you tired of the narrative the that, that this is the passing of the torch game and that Tom oh. Brady, who's been great, he's going to pass the torch to Mahomes and Mahomes will take over as the next dynasty quarterback? I don't think it's... I don't think it's as simple as this is the passing of the torch game. And it's still very unlikely that Patrick Mahomes surpasses Tom Brady. But I do think the, the narrative is that this is the opportunity for Brady to end the conversation three years into Mahomes run. Cause no, he beats him and wins his seventh year. Like Mahomes is not ever really going to be able to definitively take it away from Brady. If what it's six to do? two to after eight? this game, then it's much more likely. Well, I mean, look, look the the NBA conversation is obviously LeBron and Michael, right? And, yeah. and Jordan, Jordan's got six, and LeBron's got four, right? That seems yeah, right. He's got four. Yeah, uh, he's one with Cleveland, one with the Lakers, two with the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, if he gets six, is he better than Jordan? He's Some better than Jordan yes. already. No. He's, he's better already. Than Jordan. Oh, get out of here with that. Yeah. No. Some people say yes. Some people say well, no. Well, yeah. Enough people think he, if, that's why I don't think Mahomes has to win as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady. Right. To be considered but better by some. Mahomes anyway. has to statistically be better than him to to at least make it comparable. Well, a lot, but so, I mean, but like Drew Brees is statistically better than Brady, and nobody thinks Brees is better than Brady because of the rings. But yeah, that's because what I'm Brady's like, better. Yeah. He has to. Well, some people would say Brees is better, but uh, you, you have. <laughs> Uh, most of them live in New Orleans, but you have the, uh, um, you know, the if if Mahomes wins this one, I mean, Brady says he may play till fifty. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, the 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 thing would be is you know how just how many is Mahomes going to get? Like if he only if he ends up with two, like you know, it's easy to sit here and say Mahomes is going to win all these Super Bowls. Dan Marino was Mahomes, yeah, yep. in, in the eighties, and he got to one, never won one. You know, so I mean. You never know what could unfold with these guys with what happened. So uh, it's it's just exciting. Uh, you're going to hate the question I asked uh, George Kittle then, Adam, if you hate the GOAT conversation, because I, I said to him, uh, George, we got a, we got a, a, you know, a lot of people talking about the GOAT versus the baby GOAT. And he goes, yeah, I know. I said, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about Kelsey versus Gronk, <laughs> the, the GOAT tight end versus the, the next GOAT. Um, you have that too. You know, those two guys. Yeah. What did Kittle say? Uh, he said that, Gronk is still the the, the standard. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't try and rock bottom you through the camera for <laughs> insinuating that he's not a part of that conversation. Um, he's pretty damn good, you know. Uh, he course, is. You know. He, he was, I mean, I, we'll say this for another show, but, you know, I, I asked him kind of our conversation about can you be great with great receivers around you unless your name is Kelsey, and, and he answered that. So we'll, we'll tease that one for another time. Uh-huh. Okay, so we all like the Chiefs to win. Heath by 11, Dave by 6, Jamie by 1, Adam by 3. And uh, let me tell you about the props, okay? Because this is your chance to win a million dollars. The biggest sporting spectacle of the year is nearly upon us. Make your picks. If you're a diehard fan, if you just tune in for the Super Bowl, whatever it is, you're going to love this opportunity. Enter CBS Sports Football Props game for your chance to compete for the $1 million jackpot. $1 million if you correctly answer all of the questions. And a guaranteed $50,000 to the winner. And you can win all that money without risking anything. Football props is free to play. Just visit cbssports.com slash props or download the CBS Sports app to enter. I'm going to put the link in the episode description as well. But go to cbssports.com slash props or download the app to enter. It is free to play and you could win 
$1 million. Uh, we'll take a break later. All right, I want to hear more about more about this game. Favorite player props or game props or whatever. Dave, I like the one that you mentioned yesterday, the Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes both throwing for 300 yards. But I know Heath had under... It got up to 306 for Brady. Uh, so Heath, like, you had the under on that. I think it was 306 and a half or something. But... Like, would you take that? Do you think Tom Brady will throw for 300 yards? I think both of those these guys are going to throw for a ton of yards. What do you think, sir? I, he may get to 300 yards. I don't think he's going a lot over that. The Chiefs have not allowed anybody to get to 306 yards in five straight games and six of their last seven. So um, I would not be particularly excited. Like, one of my favorites is the under on Brady's yards. Yeah, I know you said that, and, and you said Sportsline liked that one a lot too, right? Yeah, but he was over when I had it. It was three three oh two point five. He was three three hundred and forty or more yards in six of eight games before the last two, and he threw for three hundred forty five yards in the first meeting. Yep. So let's say it's like three hundred and five for Brady's passing yards. Are we over or under? Five and a half now. Oh, okay, great. Three oh five and a half over under. Under. Dave. I'm only taking this prop bet because if I if I take the over on Brady over 305, I have to lay the vig, right? Yeah, the, I understand that. The but best just, part about the prop bet think? between Mahomes and Brady both going over 300 is that you're getting odds. It's down to plus 150. When we did the FFT and five, it was plus 170. Okay. So I'm just I'm under the assumption that Mahomes is going to easily get his 300 yards, and I like the odds of Brady getting over 300 at plus 150. All right, but you didn't answer the question. Like, if you, if, you know, feet to the fire, three hundred five and a half. No, I'm o- going over because I think he'll get over. All right, he but says. But I just uh, wouldn't take that bet. Jamie, over or under? Yeah, I go over also. I I just think you know the this is this is a game about a qu- the quarterbacks, and I think they're going to be throwing all over the place. Yeah, Heath. Duh. My fa- my favorite Brady prop though is the two and a half touchdowns because you're getting plus one twenty on it. Oh my gosh, Mahomes is up to three thirty nine and a half. Schrager, what's the movement on that one? That's been going up all week. I know yeah, that sure. has gone up significantly every single day. Okay. So well, what I'm... you're telling me is that Vegas is going to make money if Mahomes and Brady are under their yardage props. Well, for sure with Mahomes. And with Brady, it was uh it was two ninety eight at one point. Yeah, it was three thirty one sure. for three thirty one and a half for Mahomes a few days ago. It's up when I wrote yards. my story, which was two nights ago, it was three thirty two. Man, two nights ago. Yeah, I would have said over that. I'm not sure I want to, I'm not sure I'm convinced he's gonna throw 340 yards, but all right, 339 and a half, guys. Over or under. I'll still take the over, but not gonna not gonna bet that. Too high for me. All right. Heath, what do you think? Over or under 339 and a half. Oh, I'll take the under. Um, a lot of things have to go right for him to get to 340 yards. You only need one thing to go work out well for you for him to be under. So I'll take the under. That's true. Dave, over or under. I would probably agree. I think the number is just way too high. I'll take the under as well. Jamie? I take the over. All right, everybody, give me your two favorite prop bets. Heath, kick it off. I gave you my first favorite one already with Brady's yardage. Um, but I also like, I don't know what this one's at currently, but I also like Mahomes' rushing yards a lot. Um, I, last year, it was set at 29 and a half, and he had a, a disastrous three um, kneel downs at the end of the game that cost everybody the over on that one. He finished at 29. Um, it's at 19 and a half, the last that I saw. 22 it's and a up. half. Yeah. 22 and a half? Yeah. 
I'll still take the over, but I don't love it quite as much. Okay. Jamie, that's another one has gone up. Jamie, two favorite prop bets? Uh, the Brady two and a half touchdowns is one, uh, just because you're getting, you know, numbers in your favor. And uh, Scotty Miller's uh, over one and a half receptions. Uh, Antonio Brown's still not 100%. Um, he had two catches in the NFC Championship game. I think, you know, it's easy because you're getting plus 140 on it. So I'll take my chances there with him getting two catches. Dave, two favorites. The first one is going to be both quarterbacks getting over 300 yards, both Mahomes and Brady at plus 150. Now, I like the better one. It was 170, but I'll still take it at 150. Those odds are still sweet. But my absolute favorite one is Tampa Bay's team total over 27 and a half points. They've scored 30 points in six straight games. They are going to put up points. That's what they do pretty much every week anyway. And you're getting plus 110 on that. Adam, I got two more for you to check because I think I have two more favorites. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. I got one for you too. Uh, Chris Godwin under five and a half catches. Yeah, that he car has honked not at you had... when you said that yesterday. What's that? That car honked at you when you said they, that one yesterday. They did. Tampa Bay fan. <laughs> he has not had six catches in a game since they played the Chiefs back in November. And then the other one is Travis Kelsey over seven and a half catches. He has eight yep. or more catches in nine of his last ten games. Oh, we all love that, that one. Yeah, everybody's. We on all that love one. that one. That's minus one forty now. I, I would say if you can lock these in now, just because you don't know what's going to happen in the next two days. Uh, Sammy Watkins are getting plus numbers in his favor uh, on his reception total. Three and a half is that plus 120. Yeah, that's a good one because they're, they're factoring out of his injury and any under on Antonio Brown. Because if you lock it in now, and obviously he has to play, but uh, I think he's going to be a decoy. So any of these injured guys, you take a chance on them and then you tie in some of their uh, injury replacements. So if you don't think Sammy Watkins is going to do anything, you take the over on Nicole Hardman's receptions, which are two and a half. You're getting plus 110 there. And then uh, with the Scott Miller ones, that kind of is handcuffed to Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette receptions has been an extremely popular one too. Uh, that changed three and a half, and it's now minus one forty for the over. It started three at, and a half. At, as a plus number. Wow. Yeah. No. I. I mean, he's catching a lot of balls. He's got what, like almost four, fifteen I think, catches. Straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, and three and a half, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs give up the most receiving yards to running backs, receiving yards per game. Um, so, so, you know, running backs are often involved in the passing game. Last week, TJ Yeldon had four catches. Yeah. We, uh, um, yeah. Fournette's played 70% of the snaps each of the past two playoff games, and Rojo's played one third down each of his last three games, and it was a third and one. So they are not using him at all in past specific situations. It's a great under, but it's risky because Ronald Jones is at yeah, a half reception, yeah. but you're getting plus 130, 130. in your favor. Yep. Um, and you can hedge that if you want to because his receiving yards is two and a half. It's only minus 120 on that one. But one catch is going to go over three yards. So you can kind of hedge yourself there if you want to. Um, the the Fournette numbers, yeah, they've they've changed. Uh, but I think if, you, if you're looking for some good running back props, um, Edward Solaire's carries, I know he only had six last week. You're getting plus 100. It's at eight and a half. He hasn't been in single digit carries aside from that game. And that was his first game back after the extended absence. So all he needs is nine carries. And you're getting and he did. Your he did get a full practice in this week for the first time, I think, since he got hurt. I don't think he yeah. had a full practice in prior weeks. Um, and you got, you're also getting positive numbers in your favor on his receiving yards at 16 and a half. And the under is plus 110. Here's There's the, no chance something. you'll see him in passing situations, though, with a, with a backup left tackle. He's not the pass blocker oh, totally. on the field. He's been so over I'm, he's been over 16 receiving yards once in his last since week 12. Let me ask you this. So everybody loves Fournette three uh, over three and a half catches, but I'm looking now. 
since week nine, week nine, they Kansas City played Carolina, and McCaffrey had 10 catches. Mike Davis had five. Since then, there have only been two running backs with more than three catches. And that was Eckler in week 17 and Yeldon last week. And that includes Fournette. The other one, technically Lynn Bowden, but he was a wide receiver. Uh, but he shows up on this list. But that's kind of interesting. Uh, only two running backs since week nine that have had more than three catches. Fournette had three catches for 10 yards. Ronald Jones had one catch for 37 yards. It was a touchdown. Something well, Fournette's got at least four about. catches in three straight games. Yeah, I know. I know. And you know Brady and his running backs. Worlds yeah. collide. And that's his role. Stats collide. Okay. The interesting one for Hopefully he doesn't drop any. He had some drops last week. I'm, I'm, the one I'm torn on with Fournette <laughs> is his total. His total rushing receiving yards. It's 78 and a half. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's under. It, I, I went under also. Uh, but he's been over that in two of the playoff games. Last week he was under at 74 yards. Um, that, that number has also risen. It started at 74 and a half, and now it's over, it's over 78. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to interrupt with a random Twitter fact it's about goats. for you, Adam. Okay. Not well, about, about baby goat, but not related to the goat discussion. A friend of the show, Ross Tucker, had tweeted out, Cliff Kingsbury went 13-16 and 16 during the 29 games he had Patrick Mahomes as a starter at Texas Tech. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's gone 13-18 and 18 in 32 games with Kyler Murray as quarterback. I think he did a pretty decent job this year. Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah. I mean, I think the Better Cardinals... The Cardinals had a proved. solid season. He's coached 61 games with Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray at quarterback, and he's like below 500. Nine games under 500. Six, 16 yeah. of those games, Kyler Murray wasn't a very good quarterback. When you say that, things better um, better win next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. On the clock, on the hot seat for sure. Uh, all right. When we come back, we will give you our DFS lineups. Ray, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Well, if you never played single-game DFS, we had a whole episode, Mike McClure breaking it down, telling you the strategies, telling you how to approach it. It is a much, much different type of contest. Um, all right, anybody want to volunteer for FanDuel or DraftKings? What do we got? I've got one for each. I'm happy to go first. Which right, one do you want 12. first? I got 12 for each. So. 12 for each. <laughs> My goodness. 12 
All right, Heath, uh, you, on, do you have one on the site? You can see them all. So <laughs> I have one for each. All right, all right. So then everybody, will, I guess, can give a FanDuel lineup, and everybody can give a DraftKings lineup. Um, Dave, why don't you I start? Also, with I also ranked uh, all the players on each site. That's that's very helpful. All right, I like that. That's cool. All right, why don't I do FanDuel first? And uh, look, it's chalky. A lot of these lamps are going to be chalky. It's going to be hard to differentiate, but you got to hope that you just hit with what you got. Mahomes is the MVP. You don't have to spend 1.5 times the salary to put him in that MVP spot. So I'm taking him there. And I just loaded up with his pass catchers, Watkins, Hill, Kelsey. And then I didn't have a whole lot left over to spend on a Bucks player. I put it on Gronk. I think Gronk will be more involved in this game than in previous playoff games. Mahomes, Watkins, Hill, Kelsey, Gronk, right? That's my FanDuel lineup. All right, Heath? Uh, yeah, very similar. Um, Mahomes, Watkins, and Kelsey, and Brady and Gronk. Brady Gronk, right? All right, yeah, that's a that's a tough call on, between Brady and Hill. Is it DraftKings yeah. Hill Fanduel Brady? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it, Brady on Fanduel scoring has been about three points per game better than Tyreek Hill. They are about a coin flip on DraftKings, so it's a tough, tougher call on DraftKings for sure. All right, Jamie, give me a FanDuel lineup. Uh, Tyreek Hill is captain. Mahomes with him in one flex. Brady in the other flex. Sammy Watkins, Cameron Brait, and Scott Miller. Wait, that's DraftKings. That was DraftKings. Oh, I'm sorry. You said FanDuel? Yeah. I apologize. Let me scroll down. <laughs> uh, I'll give you my tight end lineup. So my tight end lineup is Kelsey in the MVP spot. Yep. Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, Dave and Heath have Mahomes as their MVP on FanDuel. Jamie has Kelsey, and this is obviously like they're not just playing one lineup, but just the lineup we're giving you today. Uh, go over to DraftKings. We know Jamie has Tyree Kill. DraftKings full PPR, FanDuel half PPR. DraftKings gives you a three-point bonus at 100 yards. Um, so Jamie has Tyree Kill as his captain. Then Mahomes, Brady, Watkins, Cameron Braid, and Scotty Miller. Dave, what's your DraftKings lineup? I've got Kelsey in the in the captain's chair, figuring that he's just the safest to get a ton of points, and I can get the multiplier on it. So I'm happy to have him there. Tyreek Hill, Brady, Gronk, Watkins, and Brait behind him. Hill, Brady, Gronk. So no Mahomes on DraftKings. Okay, Heath. Mahomes is the uh, captain or the MVP or whichever site we're on. Um, DraftKings. I've got him paired up with Travis Kelsey. I also have Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette. And then it gets fun. I've got the uh, the combo of Jaden Mickens and the Tampa Bay defense, hoping oh, right. for a kick oh, yeah. return for a touchdown to get me the double touchdown. And uh, that's the only way I could find to play Mahomes in the captains with Kelsey Brady and somebody else that wasn't terrible. All right, what are we looking forward to food-wise? I, Jamie, you're out on this. Stadium um, food, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you sitting, I hear, I by the, the way? The, the spread the spread in Tampa Bay is usually pretty good, so I'm excited. Where are you sitting? Are you sitting like in an indoor I'm press, in the press box? box? Me and me and uh little Petey. Me and Pete Prisco. We're in the press box. And do you like do you feel safe with that? How, like, how do you feel? You're nervous? Are you safe kidding? This is gotta be COVID or yeah. safe in terms of like in terms of COVID, like threats. sitting in a press box with people. Um, I mean I've been around people all week long wearing masks, so you know it's uh uh, thankfully I've, you know, been tested twice, uh, negative both times. So, um, I feel, I feel so they, 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 there's pretty good testing there and, you know, Oh, I mean, Adam, I guarantee you it's the safest place they're, like they're, outside they're, of your home. 
testing uh, as best as they can. I appreciate them, you know, making sure we're we're safe. Uh, CBS has done a fantastic job in you know making sure we are wearing our masks. They've given us uh, these fancy CBS masks that mm. are fun. Um, <laughs> they take our temperature everywhere we go. Uh, I was in two different locations yesterday. I had my temperature checked uh, more times in my life yesterday than ever. <laughs> um, so, you know, it is is what it is. You know, there's only one way to get like an accurate temperature. So. I mean, I don't know what you do in your house, but uh, I'll 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 stick to the the gun. <laughs> the t- well, you've got the you get the the COVID test where they've got to to test one area, and then you've got the temperature test where they've got to test the other. Yeah, right. I, I don't understand, Adam. Can you can you break that down for me? What does that mean? They they actually, you know, CBS was was nice. Uh, the the people that they hired, your your reputation precedes yourself because when you go in, they say, "Do you want to take your forehead or do you want the Azer test?" <laughs> Just got to be cautious, you know, like you can just never know what the forehead is not as reliable. Uh, All right, Dave, what are you looking forward to eating on Sunday? We well, we're doing the wings contest on on the Twitch. So I got to call. I got to order those today. Yeah, I got to I got to find some wings too to down. And uh, I haven't had pizza. You guys competing with uh, with with Brinson in that, too? No, he's not on. Are they doing are they doing a wings contest? I don't think so. We're the only ones cool enough to think of something that. No, yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be competing with gravity because I'm sure that I'm going to have some wing sauce all over my face and I don't want it to get on my shirt because then I hear about it later. Get the dry rub. That's no fun. Get the dry rub. Um, Yeah, get the dry rub. Dave, what else? Anything else? Dips? Desserts? Uh, Maybe I can talk my wife into making her famous spinach dip. Okay, there you go. All right, I, I'm going to save Heath for last. I'm going to have some some good wings. We're making a buffalo chicken. We were going to make a buffalo chicken dip, but we're turning it into a buffalo chicken dip pasta. So that's going to be exciting. And um, okay, and like a brown. I think we're going to make some brownies. We have a brownie mix. We're going to fire those up. Um, Heath, what's on the menu? I uh, will be putting a brisket on probably about 4 a.m. Uh, it'll smoke all day long. Um, We'll have burnt ends. Yeah. We will oh. have coleslaw. Gross. We will have, there will probably be mac and cheese. Uh, someone's Good. bringing a corn casserole. Uh, I'll have jalapeno poppers on the smoker that will be ready about an hour and a half before game time. And then the uh, hopefully the meat will be ready right about the time for kickoff. It, last year, it's funny because last year it worked out perfectly and everything was ready right when it was supposed to be. It's probably not going to be that lucky again. Uh, this is amazing. I just saw this. Somebody tweeted this. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 15 drives in the playoffs. How many of them have not ended at points? The well, first one the against Buffalo. Uh, Are we, uh, oh, eight. yeah. Oh, the Neil. Uh, how many? 15? I'm going to say three. Yeah. Say four. yeah. four. Four. Damn four it. Have not ended at points. One missed field goal, one punt. Two kneel downs. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a great show. Heath, do you go back to sleep when you wake up at four for the burnt ends or for the brisket? I, I might take a nap at some point, um, but probably not. We all like the Chiefs. We've got some good props for you, some DFS advice. Hope you enjoyed it. And we've got a crossover episode of Pick 6 on this feed tomorrow. Check out Fantasy Football Today in 5 for more player props. Um, Lots of HQ this weekend, too. HQ all day long. Check it out. Amazing coverage on HQ. And we'll also talk to you on Twitch, twitch.com slash CBS Sports HQ, beginning at 4.30 p.m. Eastern 
on Sunday. For Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings and Ben Schrager, I'm Adam Azer. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.